This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. The summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sick. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. I don't. don't no. Nope. Not even kind of. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Budgets Live, the not-so-live variety from the low-budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. It's good to be back down here in the Southeastern Conference. I've been up in Wisco, Wisco, calling that MPFL finale the sixth event, final event up there in the studio, and it's always good to be back. I do love me some Wisconsin, but that weather's starting to starting to take a little turn now, so migrate back south hope all you low lifers are doing well out there this is the podcast for monday november the 7th and if you just tuning in for the first time and you heard yourself get called a low lifer you're welcome you're welcome it's a lull bunch it's what the folks that listen to this show week in and week out refer to themselves as and it's a it's it's a good time it's a good time so thank you for stopping in like I said, hope all of you are good out there. Hope your football teams won this weekend. Mine did not. For the first time this season, it's been a while since I can say that, but for the first time this season, the Tennessee Vols 
they they got manhandled. Them Georgia Bulldogs, I got to give it to them. We had a, uh, I felt like a really terrible game plan coming in, and it was very reminiscent of the Bama-Tennessee game in that it was really loud down there in, in Athens between the hedges, and we knew it was going to be that way. A lot of penalties, and uh, that's just that's just part of it, man. SEC football is the best, and uh, I think if we can we can close out this year, and that's the only loss we got, we can dang sure hang our heads high because where this program's been, and just this is an incredible ride. And uh, going to the game, I'm going to be up there in Knox Vegas this weekend, this coming weekend for the Mizzou game. So taking Hudson Duncan up there, and I think uh, Harper's going with me, and we're going to go sit in the nosebleeds and wear our orange and hoop and holler for them boys up there in Knoxville. Looking forward to it, man. Big time, big time, big time. But uh, Georgia, obviously, defending national champs, obviously really, really, really freaking fantastic football team. So we uh, we ran into a buzzsaw, there's no doubt about that. And I've got buddies like Trent Palmer from Sonar Pro. Shout out, Trent. Fishes the MPFL. I gave him a ration of crap. He was in the top five, so we covered him on day two. And I gave him a ration of crap on live. He gave me a ration of crap about about the Bulldogs versus Tennessee. So I guess I got what I deserve because I ran my mouth on live about it for two dang days there in the NPFL. Because we got in the ownership group of NPFL, we got some OSU fans. Big Al McCullough that brings the boom at the weigh-ins. He's a he's a UT Vol like myself. So we like to uh, we like to carry on, go back and forth about that, and uh, yeah. I got what I deserved. I got what I deserved. So we had it coming, and uh, hopefully we'll be bigger and better the rest of the season, and we'll see how it all shakes out. You know, Bama getting beat by LSU. Whoo. Who dat? Who dat down there? Go go Tigers. That was wild. That was a wild end. And Brian, Brian Kelly, if y'all watched that game, he was like, uh, by the way, I've got all the, uh, all the testicular fortitude I need, and I'm going to go for two to just go ahead and win this ball game right here. And he did, man. And they they pulled it off one by point. That was crazy. I got home from the airport right in time to see that. Walk in the back door and a triple threat was uh, was enjoying that ball game. So crazy football weekend again. Hope your teams are winning. It's been fun, man. It's been such a fun season. But uh, screw you, Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> I know I got a lot of Georgia fans that listen. It that makes it fun, man. I see y'all in the comments. We've been going back and forth. I see y'all on Instagram, Facebook, but. Um, Congratulations, man. Go uh, go keep winning. Hopefully, hopefully the football gods will shine upon us both and we'll get to meet up in the playoffs again. That would be something to say, I think, in my humble opinion. All right, so uh, real quick, y'all know I, I'm always rambling. I'm always rambling, rambling, rambling. And if you notice, you watch the show every week, this massive MacBook in front of me is new. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even want to hear it. Oh, my man got a promotion. He's buying new stuff. Well, uh, this was not a purchase I wanted to make, all right? This is not one of the first big purchases, you know, uh, after a promotion. Like I mentioned last week, this is not something that I wanted to buy, okay? We got we got five kids around this joint. We got things going on all the damn time. And so I didn't want to have to spend money on a new MacBook. But y'all hear me say a lot, man, I have technical glitches nonstop. And I think that's just part of the business. I talked to, I used to talk to Mark Jeffries about it a little bit. Matt Pangrak now hosting BT. I've talked to Matt about it. It's just always something going on. But I'm a one man band, and I know Matt is as well now. And on the technical side of it, I, I keep things really simple. I don't like to get out of my comfort zone. I'm a very typical man in that. 
and I, I upgraded mixers this year. It's been working great. But my MacBook, man, it was uh, four years old, but just giving me a lot of fits. And I, I will say, and this is not asking for sympathy or, or whatever you want to call it, but for the last probably 20 weeks straight on this here fine program, I have been fighting monstrous issue, issues when I go to edit. And, and it's just, it's just it, like borderline just pissing me off. I'll just be honest. And keep telling the triple threat, you know, I mean, I'm talking about hours out here doing this and, uh, after, after the podcast parts over with and, and like super frustrating with a lot going on in life, you know, and I like to spend time with the family when I'm home, obviously. And it's just been really frustrating. Well, last week, (laughs) last week I got through recording the podcast and I had it knocked out. Bada bing, bada boom, going to be easy, hell yeah, going to get get back after it. And me and Hudson were going deer hunting that afternoon, so I was trying to get it all kind of squared away. I spent five hours out here in the bar and grill, five hours after I turned the record button off, fighting this damn MacBook, right? And I'm talking about fighting. That's what leads to this new one. <laughs> I, I, am, I am very open with you lowlifers about all things in my life most of the time. There's not a lot going on you don't know about, probably to a fault. And I get a little ramped up, all right? That's what the triple threat calls it, ramped up. I get a little ramped up sometimes. Y'all see me on here? I do. I do. I live life a little ramped up, okay? Well, I got a little ramped up at the MacBook last week, and after five hours of staring at it and all kinds of just, I had updated it earlier in the week, all these things, and everything was just wrong and going wrong. And I'd fought it before I even hit record. But then after, it was just this mass chaos. When I tell you I put this, and it felt good. It felt good, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say sometimes you have these, you have to have these moments in life of insanity to lead to clarity. And I put this right here through that MacBook. And it felt good. It felt good. It felt really good. Unfortunately, the triple, this is not something I do a lot, Okay. But I do have my moments that that go super ramped up, and this was one of them. This was one of them. And the triple threat was up here. She she brought me a sandwich. She's been so sweet. Been out here for so long. She'd been texting me, asking me how I was going. And I put this fist through that MacBook, and it felt so good for like 15 seconds. (laughs) Then I said, well, what am I going to do now? I didn't have the show edited, couldn't edit the show. MacBook was completely trashed, which it was trashed anyways, let's be honest. But I finished her off, and I threw her in a damn out, outside garbage can. <laughs> and then said, F- me, what am I going to do here? And uh, yeah, yeah, had to scramble on a, on a Sunday evening when I was going deer hunting. To find another MacBook. And now let me tell you how life, call it karma, call it life lessons, call it whatever you want. This is what life does to you. So I get all this done, and there's a store called Electronics Express that I would never shop at ever, 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 ever if I was you. I've been in them two or three times. It'll be like 19 or 20 old boys just sitting around like, I don't know, playing Pokemon or whatever on their phones. I don't know what they do, but they don't wait on you. I've been in several times lately 
looking for some camera gear, different things. They just don't even act like you're there. Very opposite of like Best Buy where they're like, hey, do you need anything? Which drives me crazy too. There's a happy medium there. It's neither here nor there. But I order one online for in-store pickup. There's a store 30 minutes up the road. I'm taking Hudson on the youth deer hunt. I promised him we're going to go that afternoon. We didn't go that morning. So I give Harper, the triple threat's daughter, my lovely stepdaughter, Harper, I give her a $100 bill, and I said, go pick this damn MacBook up for me. You got to get it back. I got to get the show up. Busy week coming up. Got to get it done. So, and luckily I had it had it on, you know, SD cards and whatnot. So I could, it, I could do it. I could do it. And had to, so I call this store, and I'm like, hey, I got my email confirmation. I've paid for it. I'm sending my daughter to get it, blah, 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 blah. Well, sir, we need to have your ID. Well, working this all out, two phone calls. She's going to get to pick it up. I go to the Deer Woods. She goes to get the MacBook. I have zero phone service on the farm where Hudson and I decide to go deer hunting. And I get back home, and Marissa's like, well, that was an eventful evening, which it always is around here, traveling circus style. And Harper went to get the MacBook. They would not let her pick it up. They made her then, because she's like, well, I have no options. Like, I got to. And I had paid for this damn thing online, the whole nine. They made her. She's like, well, I got to have one. He's got to have one. We got I got to have one back. There's a reason he tried to do this through a local company, because I think Electronics Express is out of Nashville. Anyways, they made her buy one in the store. She had email confirmation, had everything. And they're like, well, we haven't got the email yet saying that he bought it online. I had all this that I'd already sent him, whatever. So they made her buy another MacBook in the store instead of giving me the one I'd already bought. This whole thing. So I bought, basically paid for two MacBooks on Sunday. That was fun. And anyways, then fought all week to get a refund for the one that I didn't get. So life lesson here, kids and low lifers, friends and neighbors. Don't punch your MacBook, even if it is definitely, definitely deserving of being punched. And there's really no way to get it back on the tracks. Don't punch it. And now we got to thank the sponsors from the show because we got to have them more than ever because we got to pay for things like MacBooks and cameras. Trying to get a new camera for the bar and grill here. But you can see, bigger monitor now. I'm barely peeking over it with my little stubby self. Yeah, got through through some new stickers on there and a little decal action. And now we're going to thank the sponsors that make it all possible here at LBL. First and foremost, Star Bright, Star Tron. That ethanol... I mean, just defense mechanism. Kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your side-by-side. Most importantly, in that outboard engine. This time of year, you're out there in the woods. Maybe your wife's got you running around doing fall decor in the yard. You're not getting a bass fish, that's for damn sure. So you got the boat in the shop. Drop you some Startron in the tank. Take care of that ethanol. That way, when you get ready to go again, everything's going to fire up as it should with that enzyme-fueled fuel treatment. That's right, Star Trying. Kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you LBL for many, many moons now. Pro Guide Batteries. I am. I, I just can't begin to tell you how happy I am with them over and over and over. I know I try to ex- express. <laughs> See, get it all ties together. Express that to you each and every week, but the Pro Guide Batteries are absolutely, from the 31 AGM cranking battery, it's a fantastic Starting battery, 
The ProGuide Lithiums are amazing trailer motor batteries. They now have those in cranking versions as well with all the cranking amps you need. They have been certified, approved, award-winning. You can check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. Use code LBL10, LBL10, to let them know you are a low-lifer, and we appreciate that. Baitworks.com, right here. You can't miss it. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com. They got it going on. It should be one of your regular stops in your online tackle obsessions. Bayworks.com, if they ain't got it, they got it on the way. And if you don't want it on your doorstep, do not hit order. I say it all the time. That is my suggestion. If you're trying to wait till your wife's out of town for that tackle to show up, do not hit. Go ahead and send it to me because I swear Drew Sanford himself puts it in the truck and shows up like Santa Claus dropping down a chimney. It's gonna, it's, it's on its way. It's on its way. So get on there, check them out. A great selection there. Rods, reels, tackle, a lot of swim bait stuff this time of year. They've got, they got it all. Baitworks.com. Use code Duncan-10, Duncan-10 to let them know you are a low lifer. And we are working on this LOB jig. We are getting very close. We're talking packaging and everything else this week. I know I've been telling you and telling you and telling you. And I'm hoping within the next two or three weeks, we're going to get to tell you where, when it's uh, officially dropping and where you can go get yourself some of them LOBs and get you some jig bites this fall. All right. Last but not least, hang the banner. The Bassmaster Classic winning high-performance aluminum bass boat, 96-inch beam, the Express X21 Pro, and I'm running that Pro LE this year with a little different layout. You can go check out my YouTube video walkthrough if you want to see the difference in the Pro and the LE. Had several walkthrough videos of the Pro-style boat that I ran last year. Got the 250 Yamaha show on the back of it, the power pole, C-deck, bow to stern. Got it loaded down with the Garmin's. Absolutely loving the ride. Fixing to spend a lot of time in it. We got that ABT 100 coming up on Pickwick with a little Trey Swindle. And we're going to be using the old Black Betty X21 down there. I can assure you of that. Go check one out if you got a local dealer. If not, get on expressboats.com and find out where a local dealer is and try to go find one. Good luck. Good luck. They're selling like hotcakes right now. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. Check phone real quick. Check on our guest. All right, we're good to go there. Here we go. It's been a wild week. It's been a wild week. First week in this new role at TH Marine, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of craziness that comes with that. I found out just just you know a lot of lot of uh, a lot of garbage, like politics kind of stuff. Uh, all good, all good, but I feel like I got elected to some office, like people jockeying for position. It's bizarre. Never been in that position in my life. And then you got people that 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 just are dramatic about things. It's interesting. But I really uh, enjoyed the first week of it. Uh, then I got to go to MPFL. Like I said, MPFL event was fantastic. I hope a lot of you got to tune in because, especially on Showdown Saturday, final day, I'm not just saying this because I'm a part of it. I've watched a lot of live bass fishing, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've watched a lot of bass tournaments over the years. What happened on the first few hours of the morning of live on Showdown Saturday was nothing short of incredible. Taylor Watkins and Matt Massey going blow for blow with giants. It was phenomenal. Kissimmee Chain, 
I had a lot of questions going into the event. You can go back and watch it on YouTube if you had. I mean, it, it's it, it's seriously worth a watch if you missed it. In my opinion, if you don't want to hear me talk, just mute it and unmute it when you think Fat Cat's talking. I don't care, but go watch it. It was it was incredible. It's what you live for in that role. That was my twelfth event in that seat. And it was everything that I want every event to be. And we've had some fantastic ones. Don't get me wrong. But this one was just amazing to be the final day of the season. It was awesome. It was awesome. And surprise, surprise, Taylor Watkins wins it. He bookends the freaking year, wins at Cumberland, and wins. He's a three-time champ. Just insane, man. Gary Atkins takes the progressive angle of the year in convincing fashion. So many things going on. Uh, Big stringers. We, you know, it's only a two-year league, two years in, right? So, we broke our weight record, five fish. I think it's like 28-13 now. I think that's uh, Taylor Watkins holds that. Uh, and you may be going, oh, that's not a big stringer. That's a giant stringer bass. I don't care what you're saying. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll get into that 30-pound range at some point. I have no doubt. But 28 in the fall of November, we're going to damn sure take it. Had Patrick Walters on camera day one, Trent Palmer. Enjoyed watching those guys forward-facing sonar fish out in the grass, very cool. And then the way it all went down on the final day, Taylor using his forward face, and then we're going to get into that later. But to to really make an adjustment, it was awesome. It was awesome to freaking watch. Big ones, and he lost an absolute giant. But uh, can't thank MPFL enough for letting me be a part of the ride. It's obviously been a roller coaster. There's no secrets about that. They're very transparent in that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to 2023. They announced the final event for next year. is going to be on Lake Lanier. A spotted bass just fall beat down ahead of us potentially next year to wind up the season there in Georgia. It's going to be very cool. Lots of exciting things happening. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to getting back in the getting, – getting the mic back up in March. It's going to be a little bit, but really looking forward to it. I loved working with Fat Cat in studio. We had a great time. He and I have a, have a fantastic relationship and, and a lot of chemistry together. He's easy to work with. He's a great human being. I'm proud to call him a friend. And James Worldwide Watson doing it out on the water for us this year. But uh, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Got my dudes, Tanner and Travis Lyons, twin visuals, killing it. I'm so proud of those two guys taking the still shots, taking a lot of the cinematic stuff that you see on social media. They absolutely are just just rock stars in what they do. And uh, it's a fun team. We get it done with a very skeleton crew. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly amazed every time we pull off another event the way we do. The fixed production crew up in Wisconsin, Lance, Andy, Will, three men making it happen up there, me and Fat Cat sitting behind the desk. So it's uh, great camera operators. We, we've, got it, we've got some really neat things. And, uh, and we're all a team, man. It's, it's, it's good to be a part of it, the National Professional Fishing League. So congrats to Atkins. Congrats to Taylor. Uh, BPT News. This is something that uh, I got a list of names. I'm going to read them. We're going to do an entire next week. We're going to do a BPT episode. And I've got somebody that's going to come on that's going to maybe surprise you <laughs> if we can work out the details. But we're, we've, been in, we've been talking, and it's somebody that uh, I'm looking forward to talking to and, and kind of sorting out some of the details and the going, goings on there with BPT with the format change. You got guys leaving. But I'm getting the names Paulie Lies, Shaw Grigsby, Jason Lambert, Mike McClellan, Clabian Johns. As far as not qualifying, not requalifying, they're out of the BPT. I haven't talked to uh, any of those guys, some names that I got, though. 
and then Bobby Lane, of course, leaving. Keith Poche saying he is going to fish both. He's a glutton for punishment and traveling all over the damn place, which not a lot different. He fished freaking a million opens this year and and the BPT, so not a lot of difference there, but he's going to be Elite Series and the pro uh, the BPT doing some John Coxon out there next year. Definitely going to be doing that. Keep hearing there's rumors other guys are leaving. I'm not sure about that just yet, but Bobby announced this week, had an article out about it, and uh, said he just misses the Classic, ready to get back to the Classic. So it's a weird statement for the guy that wins – your biggest championship to say, yeah, I just want to go to the Bassmaster Classic. It just shows you where the pecking order is at and, and will be until something changes as far as that big marquee event in the sport. It is the classic. It's always been the classic. And right now it still is the classic. It just is. Uh, someone said they released their next three red crest dates, which is funny because now they can say they're not on top of the classic, I guess, which good move on their part. Your move bass, I guess. That's how that's going to work. And speaking of, Moves at Bass. Take a bow. Giving a legend spot to Larry the General freaking Nixon. Come on. Love it, man. I was so excited to see that announcement. Y'all know that I'm a fanboy over Larry. I consider him a friend. He's a great human being. We just had Cowboy Joey on. Joey C., their roommates. And uh, it's going to be awesome to have the general back. I mean, dude, the, he, he steady competes. He's made however many freaking cups and pro circuit championships in a row. The dude is an animal. He's an animal. And he'll, he'll – I really think you'll see him get back in the classic. I really do. And he'll do it his way. I'm so excited about that. I hated – of course, it's always this way, but a lot of negative comments – about him coming back for people who are like, oh, there's young people in the open. It's dumb. So dumb. Larry Nixon is a freaking national treasure, but a treasure to the sport of professional bass fishing, and he deserves to be wherever he wants to be. Mount Rushmore of bass fishing, Larry Nixon, okay? He, he's got his head up there, so he can do whatever he wants. And, man, I, I hope he gets back to the classic. Hope he wins an elite this year. be freaking awesome. Larry Nixon – going to show up and I have no doubt show out in the Bassmaster Elite Series. Real quick, I got to say uh congrats Kyle Hall won the Big Toyota Championship 230 something thousand dollars over on Gunnersville. Another live scoping event. You see those negative negative comments on that too still and uh hats off to him for being able to figure that deal out like I'm I am mesmerized by how good some of these guys are with that because everybody's got it. For the most part, especially at that level, everybody's got it. But then my buddy Todd Castle, I'm Fat Todd, led it after day one, just a few ounces back on day two. Wheels kind of fell off day three. I talked to him about it at the end of day three. And Todd's an amazing freaking angler. He ends up finishing eighth. It's just crazy what he does, man. I, he he doesn't get enough credit, I think, a lot of times. And just because he chooses not to – go to the next level, try to go to the elites or what have you. And and the dude is uh, – he's a freaking animal. And now he's working with Strike King Design and Bays. Just good dude and really was hoping that he was going to win that. Just because he – Todd is uh, – he's like me. He's very, very opinionated. He's not scared to give you his opinion. And he gives it to MLF 
because he's lived it at every level, whether it be BFLs, the Toyotas. He's won more Angler of the Years than anybody. He's won a lot of events, and then he made the tour, and then he elected to quit the same year I did over what was going on. And he's been very vocal about it, very vocal. There's a small group of us, whether it was me, Bradley Hallman, Andrew Upshaw, Fat Todd, really making noise about it. And I just think it's awesome that he goes to those events. He still competes, but he's not afraid to give you his opinion. He's very politically incorrect when it comes to that. And it's 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 great to see. It's a breath of fresh air because most pros take it on the chin. They say whatever they deem necessary to say when a camera's on them, and then they might talk crap behind the scenes. But Todd is certainly not that guy, and he is very, very much free to just send it. And it's uh, it's great, man. So if you're not following him on YouTube, he's, he's doing uh, some lives now that are very – to me, reminiscent of like the early LBL days, and he's just letting it fly, and it's awesome, man. He's got he's got a great fan base that listen to. Him. I know a lot of you low lifers are over there because I, I checked in on one of them the other night. It was in the comments. It was so much fun. He had Bradley Hallman on, but but Todd's Todd's a guy that he's got a lot of things to say. Always, he's like me. He likes to talk, but there's a lot of nuggets in there, and uh, good man. So. Hate that he wasn't able to pull it off, but still a top 10 out of 200-something boats. He was the highest finisher from his division, so he won a ten, another 10 grand. I think he won like $22,000, $25,000 for a couple days fishing. Not a bad gig when you fat Todd Castle down. All right. Text our guest real quick. If you're not watching the video right now, I'm – sending a text message to our guest our guest today you probably guessed it it's a post mpfl podcast so our guest today is the champ he is the undisputed champ in the league he now has more mpfl shields than anybody in two years he has three of them he won the final event last year there at grand lake since then he has been on a massive roll he had one slip up bad event this year at lake hartwell or most likely would have given Gary Atkins more of a run for his money than he did. He ends up second in the Progressive Angler of the Year race after a 75th at Hartwell, very uncharacteristic for him, but absolutely smashed and figured out Lake Toho it, uh, and the Kissimmee chain. It ended up fishing down on Kissimmee. Fantastic tournament. We thought he was out of it on day two, started scrambling. When we cut the live cameras off, he makes two big calls to get up to 17 pounds to keep himself in contention going into the final day and absolutely put on a damn show that looked like one of them fireworks shows at Disney World. Okay? For the first two hours on Showdown Saturday. It was incredible. Speechless. And I'm not speechless a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get the sauce from this man brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire. Nobody can say it. So now that it's America's, we're calling it the W Sauce, and it's great on everything from chicken wings to cheeseburgers. Get you some W Sauce. Local retailers all over the place got it. You can get it online. We appreciate the W Sauce bringing you these guests. We are going to get him on the phone right now. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. This man's got a lot going on, too, in life. Mr. Luke Duncan. Taylor Watkins, 
I mean, do you have any room in the truck at this point? I mean, I know, I know you're going to have to just build a new house or do something for all this damn hardware, but buddy, I mean, come on. Three yeah, times. We, we, towed, we towed a camper, so I got it in there. <laughs> you need another trailer on the back of the camper. I would just, if I was you, I would just haul all that hardware around with me everywhere I went. We talked about this after you won Cumberland. You're like, hey, I'll be at the Classic pulling around my trophies in a wagon. You're going to need, you're going to need a wagon with a sidecar now for your third shield. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, man. Uh, what I it, mean, what what can you say, dude? Like, it's just you book in the year. We had this crazy freaking start to the year. Of course, we did because it's MPFL. It's on brand, right? Like, we have crazy weather, shortened event. You catch one of the biggest bags I've ever heard of at freaking Lake Cumberland. Step on everybody, win that one, and then to bookend it with this massive stringer. <laughs> On fall freaking Kissimmee check, dude, just congratulations. But how in the world are you feeling this morning? Oh, it's awesome, man. I mean, it, it's uh, – I feel a lot better than I have all week. I can guarantee you that. I mean, I was battling sickness. It, this yeah, week has said. been uh, – it, it, it has been a true – like, this this one has been hard fault. Like, I fell down with a sinus infection or something on Tuesday and – battled through on Wednesday, went to the doctor, got shot. And then, you know, then Tuesday, the wind, or Friday, the wind blew and changed everything, everything. you know. And, it, yeah, so, I mean, it just, you know, curveball after curveball after curveball. And, and we, we finally convicted and just knocked one out of the park. So, it, it was a blast. Like, I, I enjoy this. Like, this is what makes it fun. Like, I, that's what that's what it's all about is is the adjustments. Talked about it on Friday, you know, it's all about the adjustments and that that's what I like doing. It was fun. Well and that and dude, you know, I gotta apologize to you because we only get to see what we get to see on live. And on Friday you were struggling. I mean you were that that wind came in there. You and Ron Johnson, day one leader sharing this area, the wind trashes it. You guys get there. It's obvious that it has changed because talking to you on Thursday night, you're like, dude, they're loaded. It's the winning area and they're everywhere. I can see them on live swimming around. And then, and we're expecting a show right out of the jump. And then you guys, it's clear with both of you. It's uh Oh, something's different. And you struggled all day long. You slowly, but surely got you a limit, but you did struggle and you didn't have a lot of weight. We go off live I'm honestly not expecting you to be in second place after the weigh-in because I don't know. We don't have any information. You make a crucial adjustment at the end of the day to keep yourself in contention. You're one pound off the lead going into the final day. And then, dude, when we turn those cameras on on Showdown Saturday, I've never in my life, dude. And you were you were intense. You But this adjustment when you said you caught your first one or second one, I can't remember which one. And you said, "This is where I, this is where they moved. It's it's fixing to go down." And dude, go down it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh so my gosh, on man! Friday, on Friday, I I actually slipped into that little area right there. Into yeah, that we we ditch. saw you. Yeah, we saw you. And, yeah, and I caught two. I caught two. I caught one of like my third biggest fish of the okay. day, which was my biggest fish for. 
live the whole day. Yeah, and yeah. I could see them on live scope. Like I could see them. They were set up like the same deal. They were going up and down that uh, those little pads and stuff. Yeah. But I could not get them to bite. I tried everything. I could not get them to bite. And I even came back around. Like I came back later in the day. I made a whole loop. Came back later in the day. Could not get them to bite. And during practice, I had just. I knew those after I had found those fish on uh, on Monday, on Tuesday I went back to Kissimmee and I rode the entire lake. I made a lap around the entire lake, just riding real slow, and I rode around every island, everything, just to visualize the whole lake. And I rode through one area on the north end of the lake and I dropped an X on it, and I said that that looks good for whatever reason that looks good. I think me and you talked. Yeah. There was, a little deal that I had going with some pencil reeds yep. inside the Kissimmee grass. And uh, whenever I rode by that, it had some of that. And it was just set up on a point, perfect little deal that I'd been catching. You know, I had a second little pattern going. And uh, so late in the day on uh, Friday, I just sat down on the bo- in the boat and I pulled up my map and I saw that X and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like, and that should be out of the wind. Everything that I had on Friday was in the wind. Everything. And so I just ran straight up there. I pulled up and started doing my same little deal, throwing my worm up there to the edge of the Kissimmee grass, and I caught like a five and a half. Wow. And then like an hour later or 30 minutes later, I caught another four something and just saved my entire tournament. So it's just adjustments like that little small adjustments and and in the end you know I, I knew i knew whenever i caught that that four pounder late in the day i was like that just saved my turn like that gave me a chance for tomorrow yeah. like i've got a chance because you so. you had weighed almost 24 pounds the first day which gave you a great foundation which you got to have in a florida event and we saw that with like a guy like matt massey who was trying his best to run you down let's just be honest but yeah. but matt had a very subpar first day. He didn't go to the area that he ended up camping out in the last two days. And he had nine pounds and then he backed it up with 28 and 24. I mean, but that, that I, you can have, I've always said this about Florida. You can have a mediocre day in a multi-day tournament, but you got to be able to bookend it for the most part and, and, or have just a massive day one. And we see that a lot in Florida events, but man, you give me a tournament where I catch almost 24, 17 and 28 i'll take her to the house (laughs) every time every single time man is that the biggest five fish stringer you've ever caught it is um as far as officially in a tournament yes professionally in a tournament 100 percent. yeah uh and and by myself you know i've caught some good bags with team tournament stuff you know but yeah uh that like yeah as far as like tournament day by myself Oh yeah, like that. That was it. That was where. So the funny thing is, is uh, where we woke up yesterday morning. Uh, me and my wife were talking, and I said, "I'm gonna catch 30 today." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "I've never caught 30 pounds in a tournament. I'm gonna catch 30." And uh, my cameraman got in the boat, and he goes, "I got a feeling you're gonna catch 27 today." I said, "No, I'm gonna catch 30." Dang! And, uh, and I had a shot, man. I I had my shot at it. And, you definitely uh, and, did. 
God, dude, I had one that just pulled me. Listen, I mean, listen. I sat on that thing and I thought, oh my. If y'all, listen, y'all low lifers out there listening to this, if you miss this live coverage, all you got to do is go back and watch the first couple hours of it. That's when a lot of this, this went down. But, and we showed this a few times. But when I tell you, Taylor's not a great big guy, first of all, but I've seen him manhandle some bass in the last couple of years. I've got to spend a lot of time in the boat with him over his shoulder. When I tell you he hooked onto something that might as well have been a VW bus, <laughs> and it whipped his little butt in a at a level that is not healthy for anybody, okay? And I was just, like, speechless. I was like, did you see? Like, I made him. I'm talking. I'm texting him in the control room. I'm like, listen, I need that on a replay because I don't think anybody understands what he just had a hold of. <laughs> I mean, it was Dude, a I gorilla. I saw it. It come up and opened his mouth, and you could have fit a basketball in Ooh. it. I guarantee it. Dude, I mean, it was one of those Florida just bucket mouths. And, I, I mean, I oh, and it didn't break, dude. No, and it, I thought it, it did up, for a it split second. It, oh, really? It swung it smooth over the other side of the boat. Like, I had good pressure <laughs> on it. Uh, my rod smacked the side of the boat because I was hold, trying to hold her down, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And – I just, I mean, I did everything I could. It just, man, it just wasn't meant to be. Well, there was, listen, you needed a daggum shark hook for whatever that was. Because, dude, yeah. when you bowed up on that and it just said, I was like, uh-oh, this is not going to end well. This is not going to like a Goliath grouper, dude. I'm telling you, I've not seen many people get that. This is no shot at you. It's a testament to the fish and how strong they are down there. But you had zero chance, buddy. Zero from the jump. <laughs> I mean, Fat Cat and I are just looking at each other like, what just happened? Because it was in the middle of your melee. You went four for forecast, I believe. And then you had like a three or forecast gap. And then that happened. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what are we dealing with? Then you catch a six. Then you catch a couple more bigs. And and for me, and I know you saw the bass, but we're over your shoulder. When you catch a six and like, yeah, you had to walk it around the boat or whatever. But it. It didn't when you set the hook on. It didn't act like uh, Clyde no. Clyde did when you reared back because it was just <laughs> it was I, dude. I'm telling you, it was it was unbelievable, man. But uh, and then you made a couple calls. I texted you last night. Like, did you did you call after we went off live? Or are you that bad of a sandbagger? Because you said you had 25, and and we heard you say several times, man, it's gonna take a five pounder to call. Uh, incredible. And you told me you called twice off live in the same area, but. Talk about for me, because I know your Bass Boat Electronics this year, they've rigged out your boat. They're one of your, your main sponsors. You talk about them a lot, and you've really, really embraced that live scope life. But in this tournament, I never saw this coming because I'm an idiot, first of all. But I never, it amazes me, and I talked about it on live, and it's a testament to how good you are as an angler and, and how good all of you guys are. You know, we saw Patrick Walters on the first day utilizing it in grass and Trent Palmer. And it's really a scenario I don't think about when I think live scope. You think of a dude out in the middle of the lake or whatever. And these fish were five to seven feet deep on the edge of these pads. And you gave us a great visual of that on camera yesterday. And you're just throwing at the blobs. but And I called it old school meets new school. It was the coolest thing because you're throwing a Texas rig worm just like my granddad would have. But you're doing it, throwing it right on his nose, and dude, it, it was it was truly one of my favorite things I've watched in professional bass fishing in a long time. It, it was great. It was so cool, man. So that I mean, 
that's how I like using it. That that's just me. I I feel like that I've kind of conformed. I've only been using live. I got live scope last year when we went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Was the first time that I had live scope on my boat. So I've had it for like a year and a half now, a little over a year and a half. And I've kind of conformed live scope to fit me. Yeah. And I I'm a bank beater. Like I'm I run down the bank. I love flipping. I love fishing. I grew up on the Coosa River. Like I've fished grass. I've been. I love gunnersville you know stuff like that but i've i've made it fit me so that's how i like doing it i love finding targets and throwing to targets using live scope and that's just what i was doing i mean i can get out there and catch him on a jerk bait if i need to you know or whatever but i'm not as good as patrick walters or some of those guys john soko out over 100 foot of water you know, trying to live scope them that way. Now I want to get better. Yes. Yeah, of course. But I've, I've made this to where I need to, uh, we're trying to get directions here. Hold on. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on the road. So. Oh, we're good. Okay. Uh, use your live scope. I'm, yeah. Use my live scope. I don't know which way to go. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to conform it to the way that I like to fish. That's a great, that's a great and, way to put it. And, and it's working like it it's it's helped me a lot you know and and uh i i caught them up north on it you know and and down here and it contributes to fish every tournament every day it contributes to fish for me and somehow I, some way and i know a lot of people think well i didn't want to watch a guy <laughs> you know stare at his live scope on a florida event that's not necessarily what you think of but it but it wasn't that i mean you were very much looking at it you were talking us through it but then dude it, it was just not that typical live scope technique in my opinion with the worm was there anything you were doing different with the worm as far as uh like a, did you have a weight that you, because I feel I, I believe in rate of fall. That's something I've been taught. Wesley Strader taught me many moons ago. I believe rate of fall makes a big difference, especially on on a vertical bait like that. Obviously, pitching and flipping, I think it makes a big difference. Did you think there was a size weight that the fish reacted to better with your worm with that Texas yep. rig? Okay. Yep, half, half ounce. Okay. I, so I, I was throwing uh, whenever the very first day. I think I had a three eights on and I was throwing it out there on that shell bar and the shell bar is about six foot deep. Yeah. Well, I just, I couldn't keep it down there. Like I didn't feel like I was staying in the strike zone where I, where it needed to be. And, uh, I swapped to a half and man, I, I think I've, you know, I caught a couple fish on it or whatever with the, with the three eights. And then, uh, but I made like four or five casts. I'm seeing them on my live scope. I'm like, I know they're there. Well, I swapped over to a half, and it was just thing, you know. It's I mean, amazing. lights out. I taught them every cast, you know, and uh, and I just kind of stuck with that after that. So, and uh, that's amazing. And it do, and it can be tiny differences like that. We saw Patrick Walters; he had five different jerk baits on with just different size lines, basically, for different depths yeah. and things. And it's like that that makes a difference in the nuts and bolts of it. Something else that I felt like made a difference, which Ron led the tournament, 26 pounds the first day. Ron Johnson had a great event. He he had a comeback on, on showdown Saturday, ends up catching 19 pounds. But he was Carolina rigging mainly. It was the same thing with Matt Massey and Michael Catt. They're almost rub rail to rub rail. Michael 
ends up being the day two leader, but he's Carolina rigging. Matt catches 28 pounds in the exact same scenario on a Texas rig. And there's just something that just jumped off the page to me because you guys were very close to each other, throwing at the same fish. And and I know that Michael was Texas rigging a little bit. He, he mentioned it, but the, the Carolina rig was his confidence too. There was something about that to those fish for sure that was helping you get the bites, I feel like, with that with that vertical fall right in front of their face kind of deal. Yeah, I, I don't know so much like out on where we were out on the main deal. Like on uh, the bar? The first day on the bar, the first day. Uh, I think maybe the Carolina rig could have been maybe a little better. I got you. Just for that situation. Now, I caught plenty of fish and, and had plenty of weight and all that. And I left on the first day, mm-hmm. you know, with right at 20 pounds and then went up to another area and made a, a good call later in the day. But uh, now where we, you know, day two, where the wind blew and those fish readjusted, those fish moved about 200 yards off of the main point and off of that shell bar. Now there was more shell down along the edge of those pads, but they repositioned. And I mean, there was no way I could have threw a Carolina rig. I don't believe. I mean, I was having to put it up into the pads about a foot or so, and then kind of just let it fall and drag them out. And, and I could see those fish up in the pads just a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but I, I, and I, I tried a couple of times to kind of get back in there a little bit, a little bit deeper and stuff. And, and I did get one decent bite, but I don't know. I don't know if maybe like the pressure of the boat being up there really close kind of hindered that a little bit. I think I was doing better just staying back and making good long cast, you know, up into the pads about a foot or two and, and just letting that leading those fish out of the pads to come get my bait. And, and of course, like catch ratio wise, a hundred times better. Like it, it would have been a disaster to have some of those fish in those pads, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I was very pleased to be able to throw it up into the edge and, like, have them commit, like, a foot or so to come get it, you know, and, no and come it. out. So, well, so let, it just worked out. Well, I'm, and I'm glad it did for you, man. Saying we got a three-time champ in two years is amazing. But uh, I want to ask you, because I think back this spring you, you bought Omega Tackle, Omega – Makes jigs, spinnerbaits, a lot of great stuff. They were always an Ozark-based company. And now you you and your bride, you guys are in possession of this company. You're pushing it. I see you're aggressive on social media. You're getting after it. You're doing the MPFL thing. And you're like me. You got a day job. You're out there you're mixing it up in the, in the marine world, doing all kinds of things. But my question is this. What is – so you're obviously in the fishing world's radar. They have no choice but to pay Taylor Watkins' attention because you're Taylor Van Dam. That's what I've been calling you this week. <laughs> the last two years is phenomenal for you. But my question is this, like, what do you want out of this? Like, what is – what's Taylor Watkins' goal? Is it to be, like every other bass fisherman for the most part, a Blastmaster Classic champion? Do you want to be on the Elite Series? Is the MPFL home for you? Are you going to go fish Toyota? Like, what is – do you, are you just comfortable in your day job and doing Omega? Like what, what's the future look like for you or what's your dream in all this fishing? Obviously you're living it right now, but what's the overall dream for Taylor Watkins? Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, like lifetime goals as far as, you know, for me for the past 10 years, 12 years is 
to be on the Elite Series. You know, I mean, that that's like a childhood dream of all of us. Yeah. And, uh, and whenever I started in PFL, like, that was the that was the goal. That was the end goal was, hey, I want to get started here. This is a good, good platform. Let me get my, you know, I'd already been doing some uh, Toyotas and all of that stuff before. Well, let me step it up a notch and see where we stand. And then, you know, just, I, I like taking the stepping stones. Like, I wish I could have done this whenever I was 20, but I didn't, you know, so I like taking the stepping stones. And I think taking the stepping stones in the correct manner is the best way to do it and not fail or flop. You know, like if you just jump out there and go to all nine opens and you're not ready for that, dude, you're going to get your head busted. There ain't no doubt about that. But if you take the correct precautions and, and correct steps and progress yourself as an angler, well, yeah, you're just going to step right up the ladder, you know? And I feel like that's what we're doing. And, and that's, you know, the end goal is, is to be an elite series professional and, and win a Bassmaster Classic for sure. As far as Omega goes and all of that, uh, Omega is just, it. it is a business decision in parallel with fishing. So Absolutely. in order for me to be able to be a professional fisherman, I, I, dude, I can't make it on strictly winnings. Like, I mean, sure, I've had a great two years. What if I have a bad three years, mm-hmm. you know, what happens then? And we, I've still got a house note. I've still got a truck payment. I've still got, you know, all of these things paid for. I got a, a wife and a, like, I got to make sure they're taken care of before. I. So that was, you know, I what seen. I enjoy It's what I love. Uh, and and I can progressively grow that into hopefully one day I don't have to depend on my nine to five job to pay my bills that can pay my bills. And then I can go fishing roll the you dice. Know, and, and roll the dice a little bit on some other stuff, get that nest egg where I don't have to be at the nine to five every day. And if I want to go deer hunting on the first of November, I can go, you know, or, whatever you know and take care of omega wherever i need to you know and uh i, I love my day job like they, these people at where i work at Hubat corporation like they've been nothing but great to me they're family and you know i live with months where i to tennessee you know and he just opened up his doors to me and said Come, like let's go was that that's and your boss every- you cut out a little bit was that your boss that you live with you said yeah, yeah, okay. my boss, whenever I moved from Alabama to Tennessee, I mean, he just opened up his doors to me and my wife and was like, come live with me until we can get this thing all straightened out, you know, as far as our business goes, that uh, he's got a, we got a plant in Dallas, Texas, and we opened one in Tennessee, and he asked me to come to Tennessee and help him with it, you know, and wherever I did, I didn't have anywhere to live, and I was leaving a job, my wife was leaving a job, like, we couldn't afford to buy a house at the time, and he was like, y'all just go. Uh, feet under you and wow. and we'll go from there you know and and even on the fishing side of things like i won't quit one time and uh like i was fed up with it i i fished the actually the the toyo championship was on gunnersville i fished the toyo championship on gunnersville and watched the tournament winner the dude that won i watched him win the tournament and go to the uh course we cup 
on the fish that I had found and I couldn't put them in the boat. Mm. And I was dude, like, I, I was done. Like I had paid for that entire year out of my own pocket. And like, that was it. Like the championship was the one that like, I was going to make my money back. And then like, that was my goal. Like Gunnersville was my goal and I made it there and got demolished because I couldn't put the fish in the boat. And like, I was done, dude. Like I was fed up with it. And just, I was like, it's just not meant to be. Like, I just thought this is not meant to be. And he sat me down in our break room one day and said, Taylor, if you quit, you're never going to make it. And you can't quit. Like, you got to keep going. If you keep going, you're going to make it. And I said, well, I, I can't afford it. And he paid for my next season on wow. the Toyota Series. Wow. So, like, it's things like that. Like, if and, and yes, that is lucky. That's great. But, man, you got to believe in yourself so that other people will believe in no you, No doubt too. about it. You know, and if, if you believe in yourself and you keep working and you show that, that you're willing to work hard, there's people that will get behind you no and, 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 and push, you know, like I've got a great support system. My mom, my dad, they watch every term. My mom comes every term. My wife, my wife has been one of the biggest supports this whole time. You know, like we've laid in bed many a nights, you know, what are we going to do? And she's like, you're going to freaking go for it. That's what you're going to do, Love you it. know? And so, you know, it, it takes a whole, a whole team. It's not just one guy. It's a whole team. And uh, man, I, I'm just so grateful and so blessed. And it's uh, it's been a phenomenal two years. And and God's blessed me more than I could ever ask for. Amen to that, man. Are you? Uh, so I'm gonna put you on the spot because that's what I do. You know that. I, this is you know me. What's next year look like? What are you yeah, thinking? I mean, with I'm, all I'm, nine I'm, opens, it's like a difficult decision <laughs> for a lot of guys. I get that. I get that. Yeah. So I, I had some interesting conversations this morning, actually, already. And uh, I I do – I'm going to try and get into the Opens. I don't even know if I can get in. Like, I'm, whatever. I'm going to try. I'm going to do everything that I can to get in. And I've actually got some people that are – that I'm talking to, and they're like, hey, if you could do both, would you do both, uh, MPFL and the Opens? And I'm like, well, I'd have to look and see. I don't, I don't know how many – conflictions we've got i think we got at least one and there might be one or so that maybe like i couldn't practice or something but uh you know they were like hey if, if we stepped up would you be willing to do both and uh i don't know we'll see hey like, for the three-time I, champ we might have to go moving some dates moving some <laughs> dates around I, I say for the three time for the triple crown winner dang triple crown taylor watkins I say we move some stuff around. I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's I mean, change I, the whole schedule to miss, suit you. Yeah, if I could miss one or something, I would. I would probably go for it if if the funds were there. You know, like I can't go spend. Yeah, I, I can't it. go spend a hundred thousand dollars to go. You know, I, I can't do that. But uh, if if some people want to get behind me and step up and 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 help me, like I'll shoot yeah dude i'm all in like this is the dream right here i i would love to be riding around the country and catching bass you know well you're doing a pretty dang good job of it right now buddy uh i can't thank you enough for joining me this morning and man i, I can't wait to see what the future holds it's i i pray that it's at least got mpfl in the future just because i enjoy working with you so much there i enjoy you've been on camera a ton you're always giving us great stuff you're a positive dude you're a great teacher on the water 
And I, I think this is obviously it's a very strong beginning to the Taylor Watkins professional bass fishing story, but I think it's just getting started, man. And uh, I'm glad that, that I got to play a small part in calling it all go down. That's for dang sure. And I appreciate yeah. you, man. Well, I appreciate you and everybody. Y'all, y'all just be sure and follow along, you know, go, go, uh, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, be sure and, uh, help our sponsors out. Me and, me and, uh, Luke share some of the same sponsors. Yeah, go to so, Baitworks you know, and get some bait, of that Omega. That's right. And some pro guy batteries. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's right. Use, use BTL. I mean, LBL. Oh yeah. Don't be used. Don't <laughs> be giving pain. Don't be giving pain. Greg, no love over here. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Use, Panger. use LBL 10 and go get you some batteries, you know, uh, and leave a comment that, that tells them you guys. don't like bass talk live. Say, I don't like bass talk live yeah. when you get there. <laughs> Just kidding. Every, oh, dude. Dude, nobody yeah. run with that comment and think I'm throwing shade no. at Matty Boy. I love Matt. No, we love Matt. We Matt's love awesome. Matt. I, I love I love listening to Great the LBL and, and, and Matt. You know, like I listen to all y'all, you know, on Absolutely, the road. We man. spend a lot of time on the road, so it, it helps a lot to listen to you guys. And I appreciate y'all a lot having me on. And, and just go support those people, Bass Boat Electronics and uh, Pro Guy Batteries and Bait Works and you know that all those people and uh yeah don't forget about omega don't yeah go this, buy you uh, some of those omega spinner baits i i promise you they're they're uh they're fish catchers the jigs yeah. too i've got a lot more time with the spinner baits than i do the jigs I, just to be completely honest but uh but great stuff and so, bait works got them in stock y'all go check them out yep so we got some apparel coming too so y'all uh, be on the watch out okay yeah, i'll be waiting uh, on my hat i'll be waiting on my hats to come in i'm a i'm a free hat right. guy okay so just all right. hoodies all right. hoodies hats just send them on dude <laughs> the, the, the lbl reloader i got it yes okay. oh no, listen <laughs> listen the fisherman's handshake you can't see me right now but i got palms up that's the fisherman's handshake baby Put, lay it on me all the time yeah <laughs> oh taylor right. you you guys be safe traveling back and i'll, I'll talk to you soon buddy all right, man. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. Taylor Watkins right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good human being, an excellent bass fisherman that's really found his own within the MPFL. And I hope and pray, like, a lot of guys got decisions to make. You know, I, I don't want to say the MPFL is a stepping stone because it's not. For some people, it'll be where they want to be in life. They don't necessarily, maybe they run their own business. They're doing whatever. They don't, they don't care to go fish the Elite Series or the Bass Pro Tours or anything like that. But there are guys that they want to chase that Bassmaster Classic. They want to be on the Elite Series, and you cannot blame them for that at all. And it's a commitment to be in those nine opens now, and so I do believe we'll lose some guys to that. I hope Taylor's not one of those. We'll have guys try to do both next year without a doubt as well. So it's going to be interesting. But uh, like I said to Taylor right there, it has been it's been my pleasure getting to watch him uh, – do work, ma'am, because he has certainly done it in two seasons. Appreciate each and every one of you tuning in week in, week out. Going to be a fun one the next few weeks. We're going we're gonna to do some things and stuff some stuff and things here on the show. Next week, if it all works out, a very interesting guest. It'll be a good time. Going to take you out with some Bluxy Blues. See y'all next week. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows 
Getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. 